Hi, I'm Captain Fish of the Festival of Surrealisms. You're listening to And This One's Introduced By with Dr Gonzo every Wednesday night at 11 on Community Radio 3CR. Dr. Gonzo, and this one's introduced by is a 60-minute program where we listen to tracks from an album introduced by the artist who made the album. Thanks for listening, and this one's introduced by Singer-songwriter Tanya Lee Davies is a heart-seeking missile who specialises in dreamy pop country psychedelic folk sounds, big on melody, lush vocals and lyrics that cast spells. Born in Perth, Western Australia, the most distant of locations in the world and now living in Melbourne, one of the music capitals of the world. She was raised on a diet of Bacharach, Sinatra and Louis Armstrong and then found her own psychic home in the sounds of Laurel Canyon, Nashville and early 70s New York. Her latest album, Dreamland, landed to rapturous sighs and superlative reviews. Tanya Lee Davis joins Dr Gonzo to present her album, Dreamland, on And This One's Introduced By, on Community Radio 3CR. Hi, it's Tanya Lee Davies here and I'm with Dr Gonzo on Radio 3CR and we're about to take a journey through Dreamland. Uh, Dreamland is my latest album, came out in May this year and I can give you a little bit of information about my musical history before I arrived in Dreamland. I recorded an album called Perfect Moment was the first, very first album. And I had, it was one of those, what I didn't know worked in my favour. We basically did it super quickly. I got all my friends together. Uh, I'd been playing with, I had a regular band. Uh, so I had the band. We went into Sing Sing Studios and we recorded it all in two days and then mixed it in a third, I think. And uh, I just got everyone that I knew to come in and, either play on it or sing on it and uh, it's a folky country poppy affair I'm going to call it. Uh, Then following that I did a six track EP called Bloom which sort of continued in that vein. It was uh, still I guess referencing country pop sounds. Uh, It was a little stronger by that I mean it uh, had a bit more of an edge to it. It still had the beautiful Sam LeMann's guitar on it and Jody Bell's harmonies and um, Andy Swan played on drums on that. Um, Andy Price played bass, but it was a little uh, a little more had a tiny bit of a, an edge, tougher sound to it, I'd say than than Perfect Moment, and then. 
After that came Super Darling and I did that album with Bruce Hames at his studio and that was a little bit of a departure. I had been wanting for a while to make something that was a bit more layered. I'm going to use that word. Um, and the songs I went in and I, I basically put down just acoustic guitar tracks and guide vocals and and then Bruce would add his magic to it. And it's probably a less rootsy album and a poppier sound than what I'd done previously I'd done a couple of demos with uh, Trevor Reading and we also grabbed those and added to them I got my friend lured my friend Sam LeMann back into the studio and he played some beautiful acoustic guitar on a couple of tracks and Jeff Raglis plays a great trumpet track on one of my Bacharach-esque affairs but it really was a work between Bruce and I and it was a little bit different. The songwriting, I'd say, was still in my ballpark but the sounds we used and the production was, was quite different. And then after that, I followed up with an album of duets and I'd always had this absolute love of particularly the old country duets, you know, whether it was... Um, Tammy Wynette and George Jones or Dolly and Porter Wagner and Johnny and June or whoever um, could go on, um, Sonny and Cher. Um, but anyway, so I invited, uh, I call them my gentleman friends, I invited 14 of my gentleman friends to sing with me and we recorded that album at Colin Wynn's studio Ash Davies on drums, Rick Plant on bass, Sam LeMann on guitar and Monique DiMartina on piano. And I had some beautiful, beautiful singers come and work with me on that album. Uh, we covered songs by Hank Williams and Lucinda Williams and Freddie Fender and J.D. Loudermilk and... Uh, now my memory's going to play tricks with me. But uh, uh, songs that were in the ballpark, Arthur Alexander was another one, uh, of country and maybe some soft, heading maybe at times towards very soft country soul, R&B. And then a couple of years later, which is now, uh, with a hiatus in between, I released Dreamland. Dreamland was uh, always, I'd written a whole bunch of songs and I knew which ones I wanted to record for a while and I also had a very clear idea about what sound I was after and as I've mentioned or will mention uh, as we go through the songs, I was looking for a really warm, dreamy, reverby tremolo sound I wanted something that was very um, atmospheric and very lush did I use that word already and hypnotic in a way uh, so it was great uh, you know I, I 
I'd known Roger Berger Daz not well, but I knew him a little bit because he worked with uh, friends of mine and I was also really liking what was coming out of his studio and I took the uh, songs to him and we already had, I'd already recorded quite a few tracks for it and uh, so we started to mix and then we I got some other people to come in as we needed uh, and Roger was fantastic he really got on board with where I was headed and and he used to make jokes sometimes at how many vocal tracks there were because I was very uh, keen to have this I don't know if I'd call it a wall of sound because it's not like a Phil Spector thing but I was always very uh, taken with my influences are quite diverse so you know I can love Phil Spector and then I can love Patti Smith and I can love Lou Reed and then I can love Carol King and so I had these diverse and Bacharach you know was in my head as well and I wanted to bring all these things in and the vocal the backing vocals I'm going to call them I always knew I wanted to have a very layered sound that could almost have been heard as a string section and Roger was fantastic once he got over the horror of how many how many tracks I'd put down. And he was brilliant. He just worked really uh, tirelessly. tirelessly how do you say that? <laughs> tirelessly uh, with me to achieve that. And it was a, you know, some songs we really, we did a lot of mixes before we got what exact where I knew exactly where I wanted it to sit and uh, I'm eternally grateful for his patience with me and then I took it to Colin Wynn uh, who I'd worked on with the duets album and uh, he mastered it and he's a bit of a master at the mastering and that's Dreamland for you so now it's time to have a listen I'm thrilled to be able to play these songs for you and give you some inside info on what inspired me. Uh, I've not been asked to do something like this before so I really appreciate the opportunity and yeah I hope that the songs reach out of the radio and touch you. Here we go. So we'll start at the very beginning. Uh, The very first song is Collector. And Collector feels to me that I was writing about someone who'd led quite a colourful life and was maybe a little uh, wounded or world-weary but still had a very open heart. And uh, sometimes I thought of her as a southern belle, almost like a character out of um, Streetcar Named Desire. I didn't think about that when I was writing it. It wasn't until afterwards when I was listening back. Um, And I was initially unsure about whether to put it as the first song because I'm pretty sure it's the longest song and it has quite a long outro. And I was undecided about whether I should put this song in or something that had like a very immediate... Uh, you know, get in there, hit them with, 
<laughs> give them my best shot and then get out. But I kept coming back to this one. Uh, the other thing that, that was interesting about this one, for me, probably not for anybody else, but I had a total block with the bridge. I rewrote the lyrics to the bridge I, I don't know how many times and as much as being under house arrest was a curse, the song had already been recorded but I always knew I was going to try to rewrite the lyrics. Um, it gave me ample time. And finally... I uh, I came up with something that was a little bit different to how I would normally use words. Uh, but I went, ah, oh, I think this is the one. And because of that shift from the D to the D minor, it something about it lifted. It lifted it somewhere else and I was able to finally find phrases that that sat with me comfortably and um, also told a little bit more about this uh, enigmatic woman who likes handsome men and diamond rings. So here's Collector. I'm a collector and I collect things like handsome men and diamond rings And I got a jewel box It's full of the brim Trinkets and bows and hymns Well, I'm a collector And I collect things And I count my blessings My losses and my wins I got a list As long as my arm Of people I've loved And some of them I've harmed
So now we're going to go to Love Town. Uh, Love Town is the second track on Dreamland and I kind of give the whole story away in that very first line, travelling faster than the speed of light. You checked out of Love Town in the middle of the night. So you know where it's where this story is heading. Uh, Love Town is my country pop song, I'd say, as I listen. There's a couple that, that sit in that ballpark, I think, um, on the album, but um, it's got beautiful percussion on it by Amy Valen Curlis. I love her little triangle at the very beginning and her, the rest of her beautiful percussion and tambourine and congas and my brother Ash Davies is playing drums on this one. Uh, Dom Mariani, from a friend of mine from Western Australia who most people would know from the stems amongst a thousand other amazing musical projects of his, uh, plays the beautiful baritone guitar, electric guitar on it. Um, the backing vocals were really important uh, to me on this whole album and I often thought of them as how you might use a string section. And uh, so they were all, it was also really critical where we placed them in the mix and Roger Bergadaz who mixed the album and I spent heaps of time, like a ridiculous amount of time, uh, getting them to sit where they were creating their own emotion in the song rather than your ears uh, leaning into them as, as a being distracted maybe from the song or hearing them as a as a harmony to a melody but so that they were almost subliminal in some parts uh, and I really also like in this song where we brought the drums in and out and uh, yeah here's Love Town
I forgot to mention how important the phrase miles and miles away was to the overall vibe of Love Town and it really did play a big part in the construction of that song so I had to throw that in there. Uh, Same spell. So this song features uh, the maestro um, Shane Riley on pedal steel and on uh, baritone guitar and electric guitar and I actually found my old Casio um, the, one of those really old little ones uh, in the attic and I found it just in time because the batteries that I'd left in there were just about to implode I think and um, anyway I I decided to mess around and with the Casio on this song and then uh, I got even braver and decided to use what I'd been playing and and include it on the track. So this song, I had always, a lot of the time, had written lyrics first. And over the years, I had started to write more by, I'd find a chord progression that I liked, I'd find a rhythm or a groove, and then I... uh, Sometimes lyrics would just come to me as I was doing that and Same Spell is one of those songs and Same Spell is really about the oneness of everything, uh, the unity and connections that we have and, and especially those connections that are unbreakable and that whole notion of um, being under the same moon, breathing the same sigh uh, one of the lyrics is that you know, or I I remember when I wrote it, thinking, literally had them having that thought that, you know, I'm standing here. I can still remember where I was, and there's people all over the world, well, on my side of the world, <laughs> standing under the same moon right now, and uh, and I was started to think about how unified everything actually is and then if you have a very deep connection with someone how those bonds are uh, 
you you've, you know you you sense that kind of bond with someone regardless of where they are in the world and uh so that was all in there as well and um The other thing that came to me right towards the end of the song was the those la la la's out, and uh, it reminded me of uh, a little bit of sometimes Leonard Cohen's has you know his beautiful backing singers have these these really gorgeous la 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 moments, and uh, that that came to me right. At the end of the song, I wasn't sure how to wind it up. Uh, what else can I tell you about this one? Um, it's a little spooky. It's a little very. It's very romantic. It's uh, very. There's something mesmerising, uh, atmospheric about this one. And again, there was a lot of we we spent a lot of time placing the drums in a way that. Uh, you can tell there's a lot of reverb on lots of instruments in this song and my voice and so that everything was warm and uh, it was like, you know, some kind of, it was holding you, it was, you were floating somehow inside the song and yeah, here we are, here's Same Spell. Stop me If you 
So the next song was actually the very last song to be completed and it was probably one of the first songs that I started. And I uh, started to record these songs quite a few few years before we started to mix them and I was working uh, in a studio with someone initially, just me and my bass player Pat Quinn who's playing bass on, on this track. Uh, ben Franz also played bass on quite a few tracks on this album. But on this track, Pat's playing. And then what happened was uh, the engineer I was working with was getting really busy and touring a lot. So it kind of got put on hold for a while. And then I uh, started to I started to bring the songs to Roger and mix them. But this song was recorded a long time before I met Roger. And initially it had a, a huge string section on it and um, it had quite sort of from rocky I'm going to call them rocky drum drums on there and I never felt that it that was where it was meant to go but I also was never sure what I wanted to do with it I I heard it as a quite a plaintive uh sad in a way happy sad love song uh anyway so what happened was in the end we took out all the drums took out all the string section and all that was left was the bass, this pulsing bass that you'll hear, uh, my acoustic guitar and Bruce Hames had played some organ on it. It's very, very um, swirly, subliminal uh, sounds. And I go to myself, <laughs> okay, where to? And I just... I just had to really feel into it for quite a while and eventually I went, aha, I want violin and I want pedal steel. So you'll hear Ben Franz's pedal steel on this song and Esther Henderson playing a uh, beautiful violin piece. Then there's that tension for me as I was listening to it is when do we bring in the percussion? Do we add the drums again? I'm not sure. And it's just sort of sitting there and sitting there. And in the end I said to Roger, I think it needs it. I think we're going to have to put something in there. But I, again, didn't know what. So there's a moment uh, where Roger plays the drums on this where I, as I'm listening to it, I'm, I'm starting to think what's happening where's this going and then the drums land and it also lands on this moment which is where lyrically it it takes off into a different place uh, and the lyric is quite sad but because of the harmonies I think and the melody it 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 sounds strangely uplifting even though the words are quite sad and I also liked the fact that the most of the song is over two chords, but that the melody actually changed. So it's actually sitting there just pulsing away and then it has this this lift with the melody altering and the, the drums coming in and then the drums disappear again. <laughs> it's like hide and seek. So here's uh, Winter's Knocking. When I 
is knocking at my door I don't know how it found me Change my address and what's more I never answer when anybody knocks anymore Never answer when anybody knocks anymore Summer's been and gone, I'm still burning from the stain Hot and damp in my sleigh, the ceiling fan cooled my skin But it brings my heart no relief Brings my aching heart no relief When it's knocking in, I don't want to answer I don't want to answer So we're almost halfway and the next tune is Love Letter which features Pat Quinn on bass again and also Shane Riley on pedal steel and guitar. So Love Letter is, uh, I was listening back to the album before I came in to 
record the show because I hadn't heard it for a while and uh, it was interesting what came up as I was listening and I thought, oh, it's, it is actually a very, uh, it's full of longing, this song, but I realised there was a little bit of humour and whimsy in there as well because uh, I'm, I'm uh, saying things like you could write me a short story or make a French film and, and then the next minute I'm saying call me, tell me, write me. <laughs> like this this strange mix of uh, the lover being um, really needing something but also uh, being humorous as well. Uh, don't know what that means. Might have to talk to the therapist about that one. But uh, what I can say is that I think I really had particularly for the uh, outro, had a strong Burt Bacharach, Hal David moment where I was really thinking about the backing vocals. I love, always loved the way that those, those guys, well, Burt, I guess mainly by that point, was using his, uh, his backing singers. And, um, and I... On those, there's a few lines on the way out that I, I, I have to say I, I was thinking a lot about the way Burt Bacharach might do that. I don't know what kind of song this is. I don't know if it's a countryish sort of love song or if it's a dreamy pop kind of song or if it's a, is it, what's that word that I hate? Adult contemporary. Um, I know that I really love the playing on it. Uh, I think that sonically Roger did a, a beautiful job and I should also say Colin Wynn did the mastering uh, on this album and I've worked with Colin a bit. He did all the drum tracks too. We recorded the drums at his place and between Roger and Colin, they really got on board with the sound that I was after which was a very dreamy, warm, lush, soothing ambience. I was really after that feeling. And I did not have the title Dreamland in mind at all until after it was finished. And I kept using this word while we were making the songs, dreamy. It's, I want it to sound dreamy. I want it to sound dreamy. And anyway, eventually it dawned on me that that word should be in the title. I had demoed this song quite a long time ago as well with Pat and uh, then I really knew that I wanted Shane to play on it so I called him and he did a beautiful job and here it is, Love Letter. Write me a love letter Send me a poem Wear the shirt with your heart Sing me a song Write me a love letter Write me a love letter You could write a short story You could make a French 
Hi, I'm Ben Mastwick, and you're listening to And This One's Introduced By, where the artist introduces tracks from their album here on 3CR. Okay, so we've arrived at Bless You. Uh, Bless You is one of those songs that came out very quickly and arrived almost complete. I only remember altering a, a few words uh, when I was writing it, it felt like a hymn set to a groove and the hymn was like a, a praising the feminine, the feminine energy, so the mystical and healing aspects of, of the feminine that have often had to be hidden over the years because they used to burn us at the stake at one time and for a variety of other reasons. And uh, the power of, of the, the, the rituals that sometimes not all women partake in, in what I'm going to call ritual, but there are rituals throughout life that uh, all women are participators in. And this song draws attention to, I guess, some of the more esoteric, uh, mystical ones. Uh, We've got Pat Quinn on bass again, Matt Earle on drums and Shane Riley and Amy Valent-Curlis on percussion. And it's really interesting when I play this song live, the effect that it has, people respond immediately in a way that's really different to the other songs. And the women in the crowd really respond to it. Uh, It's a really uh, strong song for me to perform live. It's the song that I feel like I often really step outside of myself and, and let something else take over. And my band is uh, usually all women. And it's just a great, powerful and profound moment when we play this live. So here's Bless You. I got my mojo, I'm gonna cast a spell My vows are deeper than a wishing well When the light fades, when the moon's in view, I'll take my holy water and I bless you. I'm gonna bless you. 
So the next song uh, is my carnival song and I demoed this quite a long time ago. It was when I made my very first attempts at trying to record at home and I was using GarageBand with no microphones and playing with these really weird effects and I'd find these strange drum loops and I played, um, wrote this song on the Casio that I mentioned earlier. And it, when I listened back to it, it had a real quirky carnival type of sound to it. So when we came to recording it for the album, I wanted to try and keep that. Uh, I don't know if we succeeded. I'll let you be the judge of that. But we've got Matt Earl on drums and Ben Franz on bass, Amy Valent Curlis again playing beautiful vibes and percussion and I are the Casio features once more. It's uh, it's an interesting song, this one to me, because at first listen, it can sound a little hopeless. It can sound a little despairing. Uh, and then something happens when you hit the bridge where the hope comes comes into the picture. Um, yeah, it can sound a little, uh, I don't know if menacing is quite the right word, but there's a very moody quality to this one. And, uh, well, I wrote it at a time when I was struggling. I'd had uh, some a lot of trouble I'd, with my voice and they'd, uh, I'd been to see a lot of specialists and then they suggested that I didn't sing and didn't talk for a while. And uh, it all ended up fine, but I had I had to do something because I had never been in that position ever since I started playing music uh, of not being able to perform. So I gave myself a task of writing a song a day for I think it was twelve days or maybe it was two weeks, and they all I wanted to write them all in a completely different way to how I'd written before and with no censorship and. And also to make them concise 
So they, I, I was aiming to bring them in at about two and a half or three minutes, and um, this was one of those songs. And I think, and obviously, I think I would have been feeling a little broken at that time. And then, as I said, one of my other tasks was to teach myself how to record, and I did that in Garage Band. But then I took it to the big kids for the album, and here is my broken song. Broken glass, broken bones, broken windows and broken homes. Every little broken thing has a broken song to sing. Broken hearts, broken down, broken. So the next song has a backstory that was a real uh, turning point, a game changer for me because I wrote it in the first six weeks of being in the very first game of House Arrest and it came out of a feeling of disconnection and I was reflecting on... The obvious, you know, how far away everybody felt, and and also what 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 the hell is going on, and what does this mean? What does this mean to me? What does this mean for the world? What does it mean for the future? And I started to think about, for some reason, some of those old movies where you see the young men going off to war and they have like one night in town before they're about to leave and there's this desperate need to connect with someone before they leave. And I I, I was feeling that feeling. So 
this was another song that came very quickly to me. And on the album, it's probably the most simple track. It's just Roger Bergadaz on drums and percussion, Ben Franz on bass, and I'm playing acoustic guitar and the quirky electric guitar sounds belong to me as well. And I'd never put myself up on social media as uh, like playing songs solo. You know, I would show bits and pieces of clips that I'd done. and But there was something about this time I remember thinking, I can't be, I don't want to be precious anymore. I've written this song. I, I It was really close to my heart. I felt the only thing that I could contribute to the situation that was I was in and everyone was in, you know, I had a funny little catchphrase and that was I, I could either contribute my art or my anxiety. So I decided to just film myself in my lounge room on my phone. I had no microphone set up, nothing. And um, what was even funnier was that when I looked at it afterwards, the guitar wasn't even really in frame. So you could sort of see that that looked like somebody was playing a guitar, but you couldn't really see the guitar. And um, in a, a bold, brazen move, I, I put it up on um, social media. And it was really I did it as a, an experiment for myself in bravery because I'd realised I'd gotten to a point where I was being quite cautious and I thought, I don't. I actually just want to break out of that. And I'm, I'm putting that up there. And, of course, it would be great if people liked it. But if they don't, that's okay because I'm actually doing this for my own uh, – I'm doing this for my – I want to build some courage. But what was really beautiful was people responded to it really strongly and – so I recorded it. It was all the other tracks that were on the album, as I, I've said, that were recorded a while ago and we'd started to mix them and that was sort of stalled. But I knew this song had to go on the album. Uh, I guess when I listened back to it just recently, I thought, oh, it starts out for me sounding... I always thought maybe I should have had a mariachi band in there, but there isn't one. Uh, I, I think it sounds like a little bit of a sort of a south of the border uh, country pop type of song and then it shifts gears a little bit from an existential pining to a romantic longing when it hits the, uh, I guess, what, what I'm going to call the verse. And um, it was, yeah, like I said, quite simple quite simple there's not even a lot of bvs in there compared to the rest of the album which are drenched in backing vocals and uh this is my song kiss someone
temptation this song could have gone in a really different direction if we'd used a drum kit and electric guitar but we chose to keep it in that kind of folky ballpark so we have Dennis Close on percussion beautiful violin by Esther Henderson which really lifts the song when we get to the bridge Amy again with percussion and Pat Quinn on the bass. Uh, it's, uh, it's, I wanted to say rollicking along, but I don't know if rollicking is quite the right word. It's a tale. It's a cautionary tale. And basically someone is, is, is issuing a warning or a plea like, don't go there. And I'm using this biblical imagery of don't go near the, the, that that tree in the Garden of Eden and bite that apple or all hell's going to break loose. Uh, when Esther came in to do the session, I wasn't entirely sure exactly what I wanted. I just knew I wanted the violin in there somewhere and she, you know, I'd sent her the song and, and she suggested let's leave it out till we get to the bridge and it really does make the song sore. And when she was playing on another track, which is coming up very soon, she's such a beautiful player. Um, she, it's very emotional listening to her work. And when she's in the room and playing, you know, live, you're witnessing her 
creating these these beautiful lines and and then creating a harmonies lines over the top of it it was a really beautiful moment uh and the ending of the song again there's quite a lot of vocals in this that are supporting the story of the song hopefully it's a uh it's a a touchy subject, temptation. <laughs> but I think this song, it, it somehow manages not to sound too edgy. Well, I'll let you be the judge of that. Don't 
So now we've arrived at I'd Be a Rich Girl, the second last track on the album. It's really interesting when you're trying to figure out the song order. And uh, it's like a jigsaw puzzle. And when you finally get it, there's a moment of extreme relief. And uh, so the last two songs were really important to me, how and where I placed them. And this is... This song sounds really delicate uh, in large part thanks to Amy's beautiful vibraphone and Esther's violin. But lyrically, there's a, a kind of worldly brutality to it. Um, it. It's a little bit wounded. And I recently was rehearsing this song for a, a gig and... I thought, oh, my God, this is my Janice Ian song. Uh, it's a song about that I could have probably written at 15, but I, I would have had no way to articulate it like this at that time. But someone speaking about that feeling of being uh, courted or wooed and then abandoned uh ashley plays drums on this one pat quinn's on the bass again uh it has a uh on the bridge there's a really it, it 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 takes an unexpected turn and i i had this idea and i sang that part to amy which she played beautifully and to my ears this song is quite cinematic um again very very warm and dreamy and lush and have to always keep thanking Roger and Colin for helping me create exactly the sound that I was looking for if silence were Steal your 
So we've arrived at the last song on Dreamland and this song is a a lonely desert song. It's a tale of love and twin flames. It's almost a little bit Shakespearean uh, in that it's about lovers that were burdened by the outside world and there's an element of deep love in there but there's a feeling of sadness and intrusion on that love uh dave evans plays beautiful piano accordion on that and i forgot to mention he played on collector as well so dave's at the beginning and the end of the album ben franz again on bass and i play acoustic guitar and 12 string which was my very first experience of playing the 12 string it was exciting scary and exciting um and i also play the electric guitar uh it's called breath apart uh it is about people that are so close it's like how do you get any closer than only being a breath apart and i did have this vision of it being recorded in a way that it had a lot of space and that you could almost feel into the longing and the loneliness and the connection of it through it was haunting I wanted it to be haunting and uh, it's close to me this song it's also one that came quite quickly and uh, I want to say thank you for having me on the show Dr Gonzo and thank you all for listening and I hope you've enjoyed hearing Dreamland and this is our very last song so let's do it He had eyes of blue and he had wore scars too from all the
We just heard Tanya Lee Davis introduce the tracks from her album Dreamland, a sparkling set of psychedelia-infused tunes. And now, Dr Gonzo has a special treat for you. Tanya Lee Davis has been working hard and has just released a brand new song, Adam and Eve. Recorded with a bunch of great musicians, check out Tanya Lee's Bandcamp page for more information. And keep an eye out for when Tanya Lee Davis plays a live show. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to tune in next Wednesday night at 11 when another artist introduces their album on, and this one's introduced by, on 3CR. Here's Adam and Eve by Tanya Lee Davies. Something that I There's magic in your eyes Temptation on your breath And Adam said to Eve It's a mystery to me I've got eyes but I can't see The forest for this single tree
Thanks for listening to an episode of And This One's Introduced By. I'm Dr. Gonzo, and I'll be presenting another artist with another album next time on This One's Introduced By. Catch you next time. I'm Kerry Simpson. Please support Community Radio 3CR and get involved. Find out more at the website 3cr.org.au. Set the straight man to the late man. Where have you been? I've been here and I've been there and I've been in between. I talk to the
the straight man to the late man where have you been I've been here and I've been there and I've been in
Hi, I'm Les Thomas. Please support community radio station 3CR. Get involved and find out more on the website at 3cr.org.au.